You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Now, we normally go to Whatever Happened To. We normally play a song right now, but um, we're going to change the order a little bit because hopefully if this has work, worked, I've got Steve on the line now. Hello, Steve. Are you there? Josh, I am here, uh, and I hope uh, the listeners can hear me as well as you. I can hear you, and I think you are going to air. So, uh, yeah, I'll just explain. As people have been listening all week, we've had some big issues with our phone lines this week. If anyone's calling, uh, you can't because the well, there's a phone in the in the reception area. I can't answer it. I can't. Uh, you can't call into the studio. So I do apologise, but uh, somehow we've managed to call out, and I've got you on the line, Steve. How hard? Are you? Yes, I'm going all right. It's going to be uh, a nice, pleasant night, and it's going to be a very hot one tomorrow. But apart from that, I'm going okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's sorry we I didn't uh, we couldn't record a normal uh, normal show because obviously we couldn't uh, the phone line I couldn't actually call him I tried to do a thing on WhatsApp at home it didn't work and I tried a whole heap of other things but uh, they didn't happen so this is the best we could do this week but uh, Steve I hope you're staying cool down Melbourne yeah we are, I am Josh that's and good it's interesting that you upset uh, me a, a little task by mentioning uh, what we'd like to do and they uh, gave me uh, an, an idea and I thought, well, I'll do some one-hit wonders, uh, which will be relatively short uh, in the spiel, and then we'll play the songs after that. So I thought that that would be the easy way to go rather than do one big whatever happened to. That That is good. And, uh, yeah, we'll just keep it short because I'm not sure how the quality of this is going all right, but I uh, hope it's sounding okay for our listeners, but I guess uh, they can't ring and tell me. But anyway, uh, okay, you've got some one-hit wonders for me. Yes, I have. Now, I often, I've often often said, and I think on, a, on the, the uh, time when I was up there with you, I said, oh, well, they don't qualify because it's only a one-hit wonder. And I, I did recall after that, well, actually, the first show that we ever did was a one-hit wonder, The Cheetah, uh, with Bob Cuban. So I thought, well, that's probably a little bit unfair. So I thought, well, I'll choose three and see how we go. And um, the first one I've got uh, is Jewel Aitkins. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I believe I know the song, but you can tell me. The Birds and the Bees, 1965. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I probably know it if I hear it, but... Uh... Uh, it's a very catchy tune, I think you'll know it. Yep. Anyway, this particular fellow, Jewel Aiken, he was born on September the 12th, 1933 in Houston, Texas. He was the seventh of nine children. Uh, a usual singing start, with was singing in a church choir. And uh, and again, his career in the late uh, 50s, working with several groups, uh, which um, I've mentioned here, but I don't really know much about them. One's called the Medallions, another one, the Four Dots, and uh, and working with another a fellow by the name of Eddie, Eddie Daniels, who I'm not familiar with either. After looking him up, I still didn't know who he was. And they was and they used the original name uh, of, of Jewel and Eddie. I thought that was very original for two people with their, using their first names as the name of their, their group, so that's fine. And they were on, the, on uh, a label called the Silver Records. Now, he, uh, Eddie Cochran, the uh, guitar legend, also worked with him too, so there's quite a few people there that he had a reasonable background with. Now, in 1965, he, he was working with a group called the Turnarounds, another group that I'm not familiar with, and I don't think they lasted very long. And his, their record producer's name was Herb Newman. And he actually bought them a song which he said was written by his son. And this was Birds and the Bees. Although, interestingly enough, on the record itself, 
it had Barry Stewart as the uh, as the songwriter. So I'm not sure where whether Herb Newman was uh, Barry Barry Stewart was Herb Newman's son or not. But that's another point. We won't worry about that. Now, as as is quite often the case, the group disliked the song, but Aitkins decided to record it solo. Well, that was one of the best moves that he could ever ever made because it was an instant hit. It reached number three on Billboard, number two on Cashbox, and reached 29 in the UK. And sold over a million copies, so that earned him a gold a gold record. Now after that, uh, after a couple of other songs, he didn't. Uh, it was very uh, fairly unsuccessful and, and didn't chart with any. And he toured regularly after that, playing tribute to Sam Cooke, uh, the superstar back in his day, in most of his shows. I know who and Sam Cooke is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's an idol of Aitken's. And he also toured with the Monkeys in the 70s. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I, I did some uh, YouTubing this afternoon on the people who I've uh, got on tonight. And he, had, he sang, a, I listened to a song, his version of Sukiyaki, uh, which he sang in English. It was off an album that he'd made. And it was quite an interesting version. It was interesting to hear the song actually uh, with English lyrics, I must say. Hmm. And uh, it, was, it was quite good. It was almost a... A dead uh, ringer for the, except for the whiz, except for the whistling, it was a dead ringer for um, Q Sakamoto's version, and the fact that he was singing in English. So now his wife um, Eddie May, who he married in 1952, uh, announced his passing from complications from back surgery for, on March the first, 2013. I know no, that was fairly a fairly quick transition from touring regularly to passing away, but there wasn't a, a heck of a lot in between. But that song will always be. Uh, remembered, people will always be able to identify it. Now, our second one, I think just about everybody will know. If I said the name Zager and Evans, I think everybody would say in the year 2525, and they would be correct. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've heard a lot of this song, and it doesn't, after a few here listens to it, I've got a bit sick of it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's. It's a song that either grabs you or it doesn't, I feel. And uh, I was listening to it today and I thought, well, I probably don't need to hear it more than a couple of times. <laughs> so, uh, but it's, a, it's, an, it's an interesting song. And, and, and it was a song back in, in 1969, which uh, is uh, probably still relatively, well, I suppose it's still relevant, but they're looking a long way ahead. So it's a bit hard for us to know, I guess. So anyway, Denny Zager, he was born on February the 14th, 1944 in Wynemore, Nebraska. And Rick Evans, he was born on January the 20th, 1943, in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he passed away, actually, in February 2018 in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, these two fellows met in 1962, and with a drummer called uh, named Danny Schindler, uh, they formed a group called The Eccentrics. Now, nothing much happened with them, and they disbanded in 1965, but uh, in the... In 1968, Zager and Evans decided to uh, reunite. Now, this song uh, in the year 2525 was actually originally written by Evans in 1964, but it wasn't recorded until 1968. But the song was uh, number one just about everywhere. And it's, it's, uh, I'll just mention in the US, UK, Australia and Canada. And uh, number one on, it was number one on Billboard for six weeks. And topping the charts at the same time significantly as two major events in the world which were occurring, and uh, one was the moon landing, 
and the other one was the Woodstock Music Festival. So it was all, <laughs> wow. it was all happening for them. Wow. And that, that sold over 4 million copies, that song, which is not surprising in light of the fact that uh, it was number one everywhere. But it was certainly a song for the times, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a, there's a good um, use of it in the TV show Futurama as well. I know that. Oh, right, okay. Now, they only did, Josh, they only did two other singles. Uh, well, they did more than two other singles, but the only two other singles that um, um, actually made the charts, you know, or two, or two of them made the charts in Australia. One was called Mr Turnkey, and the other one was Help One Man Today. Now, they reached 80, number 86 and 94 in Australia, respectively, so they, you'd have to uh, truthfully say that they uh, didn't actually succeed. Now, as of t- 2019, and I just thought this was an interesting uh, statistic, uh, they were the only act to have a, had a number one song in both the US and the UK and never again having another chart single in either country. Okay. That, uh, that shows how uh, spectacular um, in its uh, singularity the song was. Um, and that, uh, that's, that's the most interesting stat. I don't know whether that's... Uh, statistic now is uh, changed or not, I would have no idea. But so that's pretty recent, so yes, it probably is probably true. Now, the only other information I have is that the Zager uh, actually commenced a company that builds custom guitars, and it's made quite a big uh, big deal out of it, and as far as I can ascertain, it still is in operation today. So those, so those two songs, that particular song was uh, a pretty, pretty successful song for a one-hit wonder, I've got to say. Now, the last one, we were going for the sublime, the sublime to the ridiculous, because we've got the last one is Dodie Stevens. Now, that name might not be familiar to a lot of people, but if I said uh, pink shoelaces, I think people would immediately identify it, especially us oldies, uh, because it's a 1959 song. And this was a quite a unique song, and in the fact that um, I might mention about this, that uh, on my 60th birthday... I actually dressed up in the in that particular garb uh, to turn up at my at the, uh, my 60th birthday, which was celebrating the music of the 60s. And even though that song was in 1959, well, I thought that was close enough anyway. And um, people would, uh, gave me uh, quite a few interesting little looks, and then realised exactly what I was doing. So it was all right. Now, she was, this Dodie Stevens was born Geraldine Ann Pasquale, so that's a bit of a change on February the 17th, 1946, in Chicago. Now, she recorded her first song, Merry Go, Merry Go Round, at age eight, on Gold Star Records under the name of Jerry Pace. But later on, a fellow by the name of Carl Burns, who was president of Crystalette Records, a pretty defunct label now, saw her on a local show called Strictly Informal. He gave her the name Dodie Stevens, and the song Pink Shoelaces. Once again, didn't like the song or the or her new name. <laughs> but gradually she grew into it, and she recorded it in 1959, and was a day short of 13 years old when the song actually debuted on uh, at number 96 on Billboard. And in the end, it reached number three on Billboard and sold over a million copies and earned her a gold disc. She then toured, yeah, she then toured Australia in 1959. And again, I was having another look at YouTube and she tells this very interesting little story. 
she toured in 1959 with a couple of quite a few people, a lot of whose names I didn't uh, recognise. But unfortunately, they had to make an emergency stop. Uh, they had to let the go went from LA to Sydney. They made an emergency stop in Fiji, and um, she made the point that she was walking along the beach uh, with her sister, who was uh, on the flight, and and uh, and a minder. And she actually got approached by a Fijian uh, gentleman who was dressed up as a chief, and he had about half a dozen of his cronies behind him. And he actually asked her, uh, "I would, uh, would you marry me?" Um, now, this is a girl of 13. Uh, she thought, well, this is a pretty major issue. I don't know what I'm going to do here. And it turned out that the minder came up and said, no, you cannot because I am actually her boyfriend, so you just leave her alone and that the, the chief walked away. So I thought that was quite an interesting story. And when, uh, the, when she was actually only 13 when that particular incident occurred. But by the irony of all that was that she ended up getting married at 16 anyway. Uh, she had a daughter, divorced, and then resumed a uh, singing career. In 1972, she began appearing and recording with Sergio Mendes and Brazil 77. Now, I think that Sergio Mendes also had a Brazil 66. Now, he went back a fair way, and I think every year it just changed the year. Now, and, and to it as a backup singer to uh, uh, Loretta Lynn, Frankie Avalon, uh, Boz Skaggs, and then spent 12 years with Mac Davis. And the last thing I've got here is she's actually performed with her daughter and, and, and to this day I think she still teaches singing and stage performance and still alive and kicking. I saw the, the interview that I saw this afternoon was 2018, so she's still going along all right. So there's the story of those three songs, Josh, quite interesting, and uh, there'll probably be plenty of more one-hit wonder stories coming up at some stage, whether we do this again or not, just depends, <laughs> but uh, there's, plenty of, uh, there's plenty of those sorts of stories around. Oh, well, that's good. And uh, thanks, Steve. And I'm glad to know she's still alive. But uh, we'll hear the songs and then I'd better uh, let you go. But uh, thanks, Steve. And uh, well, hopefully we'll do one this Wednesday. We'll have the uh, phones hooked up. Well, that'll be very good. I'll look forward to it. I'm all ready to go. I've got uh, three or four ready there. So there'll be no problem to uh, get it going. And I really look forward to getting back to our original format again. Cool. Well, I'll play them in the order you talked about and then I'll uh, say a little bit more. But uh, I'm sorry, I think I've got to hang up, so I'll say goodbye and uh, okay, I'll see you Wednesday, hopefully. But take care. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Thanks. See ya. And here's Jewel Atkins, The Birds and the Bees. And a big yeah, that was uh, Steve's One Year Wonders, Dobie Stevens, Fink Shoelaces, Zago and Evans in the year 2525. And, of course, we started with uh, Jewel Aikens, The Birds and the Bees. Thanks to Steve for doing that. And, uh, well, I didn't tell him because I didn't want to talk because I wasn't sure if the uh, connection was great. I don't know what the listeners were hearing, but I thought uh, we've got to go to a quick sponsor's break. On the other side, I'm going to do two one-hit wonders I like. So hopefully he's still listening. Hopefully he hasn't taken off somewhere. But anyway, uh, well, I'm going to play him and then talk about him afterwards because it's been a bit of talking. But uh, anyway, it's 8.29. You're listening to 1FM. Tying the knot, you must consider the Shepherd and Golf Club for your most special day. The Shepherd and Golf Club offers a unique first-class experience that will help create lifelong-lasting memories for you and your guests in a relaxing setting that boasts picturesque views and natural beauty. 
our experienced team of professionals will take you through the process of designing your food and beverage selections, providing you a stress-free experience so that you can concentrate on the love and joy that brings you together. Visit shepherdandgolf.net.au or call us on 58212717. 1FM sponsor. Activities in the park provides free and low-cost activities to get people out, active and engaged in the community. Activities run in all towns throughout the Greater Shepparton Municipality. There There are activities for little kids to older adults and everyone in between. For more information, you can download the free Get Moving app. Follow Get Moving with two O's, Greater Shepparton on Facebook and Instagram or visit Get Moving Shepparton. That's all one word with two O's, Get Moving. Activities in the park is proudly provided by the Greater Shepparton City Council and their proud sponsors of 1FM. Ardmona Primary School takes pride in providing every child an opportunity in learning with highly qualified and passionate staff from the local area. Check us out. Search Ardmona Primary School online and take our virtual tour. Our culture is clear and present in all aspects of the school. Our school takes a lead in supporting individualised student learning programs and is known as one of the most popular schools in the local region. Search Ardmona Primary School today or find us on Facebook. Ardmona Primary School, where you'll find fun, friendly students and one big family. Station sponsor. South Coast Lime supplies quality agricultural lime direct to the Goulburn Valley. South Coast Lime is highly reactive with a 92% neutralising value, 35.5% calcium, plus high levels of trace elements. South Coast Lime will balance your soil's pH, improving the uptake of major plant nutrients, including nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. South Coast Lime offer bulk freight and delivery direct to your property anywhere in the Goulburn-Murray region. For quality lime, call Pete and Paul at South Coast Lime on 0488 663 286. That's 0488 663 286. Or find them on Facebook. 1FM sponsor. You're listening to Josh on 1FM Shepparton. That was, uh, well, two one-hit wonders to my Steve's free. That one uh, from uh, my childhood, we learned that uh, came out in... Uh, 19- Hang on, I've... What year was that? 1995. I learned that in primary school in about 1996. That one was OMC. The band was called How Bizarre. OMC actually, uh, well, it's an abbreviation. The full name is Otara Millionaires Club. They're a New Zealand music group and then uh, duo and... um, they, uh, the the uh, name of the band's meant to be a bit of a joke because Otara Millionaires Club is one of the poorest suburbs in Auckland, so there aren't many uh, millionaires in Otara. But that was a big hit uh, for my childhood in 1995. It was actually uh, one of the, voted one of the uh, greatest uh, New Zealand songs, one of the highest New Zealand New Zealand songs of the whole time, and it. Uh, must be something about growing up in the mid-90s. Everyone loved that song at a time. I did too when I was a kid. And uh, oh, it's still a very good, catchy little one at one day. I really like that. And uh, they didn't really have much other success. And uh, sadly, they uh, two members of the band, um, Phil, died of a heart attack in 2005. And uh, lead singer sadly passed away in 2010 as well. They were both very young. He uh, had uh, multiple sclerosis. He was only 40 years old. So... Um, 
really sad, but I'm just actually uh, looking up here. They had a song called Ride On, which I've never heard of, but apparently uh, it reached the top five in New Zealand. But, uh, yeah, pretty much anyone only knows how bizarre. But uh, a good, fun little song of my childhood. I'm not sure if Steve would have liked it. But uh, And before that, the classic Sniff and the Tears, Driver's Seat. Now, this wasn't of my childhood. This came out in 1978, but uh, used in the movie... Um, um, Boogie Nights from 1997, one of my favourite soundtracks of all time. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, what's that song? I love it immediately. And, uh, yeah, I've got a few people who I know, Adam, our technician, loves that song. There's actually a longer version, but I thought I'd play the shorter one tonight. There's a five-minute version of that, but uh, it's got such a great beat. And, uh, actually, I got an album of these. Alec from the One U Tavern is listening. Got to catch up. We've got an album now. And uh, they do have some good songs, but... uh, they all sort of sound a bit like that one, so that was sort of their one-hit uh, driver's seat. But uh, thanks, Steve. Just two little one-hit wonders to your free there. Hope you enjoyed those. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.